0: just go to cars.com. It's magical.
1: Hello again, friends, and welcome on into episode eighty one of the SCO show. My name is Mark Schofield, back in the big chair for today, Friday, February 28th, 2020. I am back home, back in the D.C. area. It's been a long week, but it's been a fantastic week. But the NFL combine, I don't know whether it's the end of the beginning, the beginning of the end, or the workouts got underway on Thursday night. Thankfully, Southwest in-flight Wi-Fi, as well as Champs Americana Sports Bar and Grill at Indianapolis International Airport. Thanks to them, I was able to watch it while I was making my travel home. And so, yeah, good to be back. But the Combine actually really, truly got underway on Thursday night, so... I'm going to have some thoughts, some winners, and some workers from night one of the Combine. And in the second half of the show, I'm going to have the podium session from Darian Daniels. I wrote a piece about Darian Daniels and Brotherhood, but I really enjoyed his podium session and getting to ask him some questions. So I wanted to drop in that audio as well. Before we do that, your usual reminders, please check out the work at places like Inside the Pylon. Pro Football Weekly, Matt Waldman's rookie scouting portfolio. Not one, not two, but three, count them, three SP Nation websites. And yes, there will be another title to be added to that probably as early as Monday. So stay tuned. But well, let's talk some winners and workers from night one of the Combine. And we'll start at the quarterback position, obviously, because high. And I think in, in terms of winners, it's, it's hard to truly judge a quarterback at the Combine based solely on measurables and the throw-in session because especially with the quarterback position, but like with so many of these players and prospects at the Combine, the true work happens behind closed doors in the meeting rooms and the medical testing. But in terms of the testing on the field and the throw-in session, I thought Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts and Anthony Gordon as well, they they kind of help themselves. I think when it comes from the athletic testing with Herbert and with Hurts, You know, they both showed that they have athleticism. If you look at Kentley Platt at MathBomb on Twitter, he has the relative athletic score. By his sort of analysis, Herbert had the best day of the quarterbacks with the testing, um, but um, Jalen Hurts was not too far behind. Both of them, I thought, threw the ball very well, including Hurts, who looked like that throwing motion was tightened up a bit. I love some of the routes he was throwing. Um, He had an out route to Isaiah Hodges along the left sideline that I thought was great. I thought Anthony Gordon, you know, showing the crisp release. He has a very good quick release and the footwork seems to be improving. Now my issue with Gordon when it comes to the feet is this, the movement of the feet, the fluidity of the feet in the pocket. That's what he needs to really work on. Wasn't quite there. It's not really something to get to test in this. Cause it's not like you're making progression reads. That's something I'm very curious to see how they script his pro day. You know, if I were his advisors, if I were his coaches, is, quarterback coaches, his agent, you know, I'd say make it look like you're working some full-field reads. You know, that's one of the things he told me. You heard the audio on an earlier edition of the Sco Show this week, how he makes those full-field reads in that offense. Show that, but show it while moving your feet while doing it. I think if he does that, he could have a fantastic pro day and really impress some people. In terms of workers, I don't like the phrase winners and losers. You know, I think... At an event like this, you know, there are some people that might have had a down session that they have some work to do, and that's why I call them workers. I think Jake Fromm is in that sort of category from the quarterback position because the athletic testing wasn't great, the throwing session wasn't great. But I stand by the fact that in the right sort of offense and environment, He could certainly have an NFL career that's very successful and where he could hit that sort of ceiling where he's more than just a long term backup guy, where he could be a starter and a very effective one. I look at two scenarios Chicago and their offense schematically, and Indianapolis and what they do that I think could work. I think if you look at Indianapolis, you're sitting there at 13. Maybe you want a Jordan Love. He might not be there. You know, there are many reporters. Um, I, I forget exactly who it was. It was somebody with. Uh, it might have been either a Bucky Brooks or a Lewis Reddick or a De, a Tony Pauline. Somebody in that sort of news break, and I can't remember exactly who it was, said that he's going to go earlier than people expect. He might not be there at 13. So if you're Indianapolis, it might be a situation where do you trade up and get Jordan Love, knowing he might need some time to season, or do you stay Pat? Maybe a guy like a Rugs falls into your lap at 13, and then you've got picks at 34 and 44. Maybe Jake Fromm at like 44 or 34 makes more sense to you, given the offense and the fact that if you're worried about hand size, well, you've got at least eight games in a dome. And where are three other games? Houston, Tennessee, and Jacksonville. There's 11 of your 16 games in rather quarterback-friendly environments. That's not too bad if you're worried about hand size. And so while Fromm has some work to do, I'm still somewhat hopeful that he could find a good spot for him. Let's talk tight ends. And in terms of winners, I'm going to cheat here at the end with an extra tight end winner. Adam Trotman, the 40 might have been underwhelming, but he posts the best three cone of any tight end since 2003. That change of direction ability, it does matter in the National Football League. Maybe not as much for a tight end, but when you think about how you want to get an isolated matchup, it helps when you have got a you can get a tight end matched up on a linebacker. Change of direction ability helps there because he can go one step and run away from a guy and get separation. That's not too bad. You think about Haas wide juke, that juke route from a tight end, that's where that three cone shows up. So I think he had a pretty good session. Cole Komet, I think, he had a good session as well. His 40-yard dash time of 4.7 combined with a, a 10-yard split of 1.63, which is estimated by math Mathmom. Very good times. Um, I think he showed strong NFL potential. I'll stay on the Steven Sullivan Hill. A 4.6640, one of the top times from tight ends. Great explosiveness drills from the vertical and the broad jump. I firmly believe that despite his lack of usage and production at LSU, he can also be a matchup nightmare in the NFL. A guy that's a worker? Look, friends, I don't make the rules. I just live by them. If you take a dome shot, on National football League on a you know nationally televised event in the NFL combine in front of a primetime audience, you leave town with some work to do you know that was a moment where when that was taking place, I was in the boarding process for my flight back and my phone exploded. Dude takes dome shot. I mean that's that's tough to bounce back from. so Mitchell Cox, he's got some work to do and I'm giving Albert Owen incomplete. That 4.49 also blew up my phone. That's a huge number for a tight end, but then he didn't do any of the other drills, so he still has some work to do with his pro day. But given the fact that, look, you post that number, that doesn't put you in the worker category, that puts you in the incomplete category. Something I invented just for Albert O. And I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to put Chase Claypool as a winner at the tight end position. I know he was adamant. I'm, I'm, I'm not a wide. I'm not a tight end. I'm a wide receiver, but I'm versatile. You look at his relative athletic score from Math Bomb, it's, a, it's just a wave of green. Everything is great. The broad of you know 10 feet 6 inches, the vertical of 40.5 inches, the 40 of 4.43, and he's doing it at 6'4", 238. Make him a move tight end or a big slot guy and just feast. So he certainly helped himself. Let's talk about some of the other wide receivers. Justin Jefferson had a great, Great workout, 4.44, you know, a 10 and a half inch broad jump, 37 inch vertical. But that 4.43, nobody was expecting that. You know, Jeremiah, Daniel Jeremiah, was like, Well, we're not really expecting him to, whoa, when he runs the 40 and posts that number. And I think Trevor Sekiba from the Draft Network just illustrated what he did on the field. And you put these numbers in combination with that 4.43, it blows your mind. He had last year a 92.3% contested catch rate. He forced 23 missed tackles. He had the most catches from the slot and the most yards from the slot. That's all from PFF's draft guide, all while running a 4.43. Slot receivers a starting job in the NFL. He just earned a starting job in the NFL. That was huge. Donovan Peoples-Jones, tough to evaluate on, on film, but explosive jumped out of the building. Forty-four and a half inch vertical, a broad jump of eleven and eleven feet seven inches—just incredible numbers. Now another winner, Henry Ruggs. I know he didn't break the four point four, the four point two two forty-yard dash, but four point two eight is fast, fast enough. Arif Hassan from the Athletic in Minnesota was asking people this week what would be a number that you know Ruggs could post where you would just say, "Put the pen down. That's it. I don't need to see any more." And a lot of people said, well, obviously, if he blows away Ross's number, sure. But if he gets into anywhere in that 4.2 area, whether it's 4.23, 4.29, that's still pretty gosh darn fast, and he did it. So kudos to him. A wide receiver worker, and it pains me to say it, LaVisca Chennault. I love him on film. Can use He was used in so many different roles in that Colorado, Colorado Buffalo's offense. But the 4.59 wasn't great. 4, 4.58 excuse me I was told he was going to run faster he didn't he didn't partake in any of the other drills now you have to wonder about his agility and ability to change direction he needs to have a much better performance at his pro day but now he might be there at 23 and he might stay there as New England goes in a different direction at 23 you know and and Evan Lazar uh, who was great to meet this week you know he has some reservations about him anyway he thinks there's a lot of overlap between what he does and what he can do in the kill Harry. That kind of illustrated it right there. So I've got more thoughts on day one of the Combine. I've got some thoughts on the Combine itself and some of the other big stories. That's going to go up in addition to this stuff on Pat's pulpit shortly. But up next, Darian Daniels, his podium session. I'm going to play that for you. That's ahead on this latest installment, episode 81 of The Scope Show.
0: This is advertiser content brought to you by frito Frito-Lay. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void or prohibitive. Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito
1: Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 81 of the Sco show. And as I alluded to in the first half of the show, I'm going to play for you the podium session from Dar- Darian Daniels, or at least the majority of it. I wrote a piece about him, Darian Daniels, and Brotherhood that came out on Pat's pulpit yesterday, but I did want to share that audio with you. I thought it was a fantastic podium session. So here you go. Nebraska def- defensive lineman, nose tackle type player who could be maybe a Danny Shelton replacement, Darian Daniels from Nebraska. Oh wow,
2: A little finger. Wow, and so that must have made you just like look yeah. at that finger. And, like, and
3: talking yeah. to the doctor, you were saying that... Uh, not I played in the other position outside of linemen. I could have been able to, to club it up. Yep. Wow. What did you gain you. in that year in Nebraska? In you know, style-wise wow. and just wow. ability yeah, wow. kind of cool. um, I'd say what I gained is I, I gained a lot of um, strength I didn't know I had. You know, in the Big 12, we were really quick-paced, everything fast. Uh, I got to show. How agile I was, and how quick I could move. Uh, in the Big Ten, as long as I smash my football, you know I gotta be I gotta be solid at the point of the tag. Uh, and I kind of found out running to work on. So uh, being in the Big Ten and being in Nebraska, they they showed me how to play the run. They showed me how to how to. And also being out there with Coach Tuioti, he uh, put another lens on my on my eyes, so I can be able to look into the backfield and kind of get an idea of what players gonna be ran prior to the snap and he was like he but you know he goes to the NFL so he, he knows know how to you know, teach us and you know, put things in perspective for us to I felt like everything that taught me I'm gonna be able to retain it and keep it all going forward. If you get that start on Sunday night football on which school are you gonna list and and why? I practice this. I'm gonna be like, I'm Darian Daniels Corn Huskin Cowboys. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and
2: why Nebraska? Was that to play alongside your brother or? Oh, yeah, most yeah.
3: definitely, most definitely. He um, was another huge uh, another huge factor for me uh throughout my, my injury. Me and my brother, I feel like we got closer because of my injury. Uh, he was just he knows how it feels like to miss out on the whole season. It, he missed his um, sophomore season of high school due to an injury, so yeah, I call on me if he called me like every week. We have, like, long conversations and just being there, him being able to be there for me. You know, he did a lot for me. And just me being able to be there for him in Nebraska, I felt like he did a lot for us mentally and physically uh, being together.
2: Um, so you mentioned, you you know, you played in the, the fast, up-tempo Big 12, the smash mouth uh, Big 10. How, how do you feel as far as your preparation? How did that prepare you for,
3: you know, the NFL, do you think? Uh, I've had the best of both worlds. And, um, there's not much I haven't seen. Playing in the Big 12 and playing with a with a, uh, team like Oklahoma State, I've had the opportunity to play um, ACC teams and SEC teams. So I got to have an idea of, just um, you know, different type of talent across the board. And then and, and Nebraska, I've played some, some powerhouses, you know, getting whooped by I say It ain't fun, but, I, you know, I, I've learned a lot. I learned a lot from that game, not just about other offenses, but just also about myself and what I need to move on. So um, I, I think I got an advantage. You know, just with all the experience that I've had and being able to take everything that I learned, retain it and then learn from it and build from it, take it as an NFL and do what I can from there.
2: What did you learn at the senior bowl and how well do you think you did there?
3: I think I got better at the senior bowl. Um, Coach Bo, you know, he I feel like he kind of helped me get a better understanding of who I was as a lineman. Uh, I know like that first day out there uh, I know during pass rush and even during um, some of the uh, one on one pushing drills like the, uh, the the run run stuff and you know, he was like he you a know, big man, you big body, use it. like you're trying to be pretty You're trying to be too loosely so, you, know, you got you know, size, you got speed, you got uh, you know power, use your hands and be, and be powerful. So um, I took what he what he told me in the Senior Bowl, um, and tried to, you know. Build on that. He also told me that I wanted to get to work on this. And as soon as I got back to training, now you know that's why I told my that so, I mean, man, they said I need to work on this. I got to get it now." And I just felt like, I, from the symbol all the way up until now, I felt like I've changed completely You know, Nebraska's draft tradition ended last
0: year, what, 50 straight years or whatever it was. You know, do you feel a sense of pride that you may be able to
3: restart it? Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm not just about myself, but like. We got a lot of that talent. There's, there's some guys out here like right now, like Muhammad Barry and Alex Davis that I hear right now. But those are some guys who I feel like are, are some sleepers and I feel like i don't get picked up as well. You know, we got the Davis twins and Got Lamar. So it's I'm confident that you know it's no matter if I get picked up or not, you know, we're gonna we're going we're gonna the tradition again. What games were you on? did you play in this year Were you playing at the end of the year or mid mid way through the year?
0: This question. year because you're pinky. Uh, which
3: games did you miss, I guess? Oh, I, I, I missed uh, – I played the majority of all the games this year. I only missed one game this past season oh, okay. um, in Nebraska. My, my last year, Oklahoma State, oh, okay. I played four games, and then I didn't really miss all those. Gotcha. Sorry. What are, you what? Th- what are your thoughts about your brother
0: and, uh, and Keith uh, Yeah, your position?
3: I mean, how do you think they're going to fill in for you? My brother's best ball is ahead of him. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't know it yet. He doesn't know it yet. Be. It's funny because when I first got to you can you can ask the twins about it too. When I first got to Nebraska, I saw him as like my little brother, and as I'm leaving Nebraska, I see him as a grown oh, man. You know, he, he understands his strengths now. I'm glad Coach Tuioti's there for him because Coach Tuioti he's seen different types of styles of defensive linemen and he knows. My brother is capable of as well. He pushes my brother every day. And I just feel like my brother's best footballer ahead of him. He's clicking for him. And I, I'm really excited to see, you know, what he does. The same with King. He came in really um, got heavy, and he got into the D1 program. He kind of struggled a little bit because it's, it's an adjustment. And you know, we stuck with him. You know, coaches pushed him every single day. You know, me, the Twins, you know, d we all pushed him. He, started, he bought in, lost a lot of weight. He lost a lot of weight, man. He looks completely different than the way he looked going in. I just feel like he's going keep building on it. My brother has two more years. keep has some time left as well. I feel like that D-line, they're going to get together some more. They're going to jail, They're going to get some experience. They're going to arguably be one of the best defensive you know, line in the nation. What was
1: the toughest matchup you faced, whether at Nebraska or Oklahoma State?
3: Uh, I, I forget buddy name all the time. Uh during my time at Oklahoma State, I played a center. At OU, his last name is Green, and he was he a center. For him to move, when he was moving, he was he made, he made he made the day pretty long, and was for for
2: Uh I thought I read that you you were a team captain at Nebraska. Is that right? As the result of a player vote? Yes, sir. In a short period of time, how how did you what did you do to establish yourself and you know? get your teammates to
3: think uh, that much of yeah, you. It's kind of, um, I don't want to say I was all about me prior to in. Uh When I got to the, when my intentions going into Nebraska was I'm going to take this year to, to develop myself as a professional mentally and physically. And then I also want to be there for my brother and help push him because uh, I know, talking to a lot of the coaches, they were saying like, hey, well, we like glad that you're coming because we need you to like that fire with your brother. So when I got in, that was my priority. I was like, I got to work on myself, get better, and I got to get my brother better and do I want a conditioning? it? Do I smart um, It became a thing for me to push my brother. And then it went from me pushing my brother to me and the twins pushing my brother. And then it went from being the twins pushing my brother to me and the twins pushing, you know, young guys on the D-line from going from the D-line onto linebackers, the DVs, and then spring ball come around. We're not just influencing the defense, we're also influencing the offense. And I just think that, um, I bought a contain I, I, bought, I bought a contagious feeling to hold your your brother accountable, and I feel like that's what that's what kind of did it for everybody and everybody. You know, they, they trusted me with it. And it was real. It was real. You, was saying, yeah.
0: you had to go against a couple of you know some pretty good centers this year too. I, I think a couple of stand of Mine is Wisconsin center who's here, and then the Iowa center who's who's only a freshman.
3: What did you think of those two guys? See, I didn't play against Wisconsin. I heard man, I wanted I wanted Wisconsin more. Uh, man, my brother, my brother held his arm, you know, uh, and way I, I, I can see how, um, how Buddy from Wisconsin, so I can see how he is, where he is, and how he, he's, a, I feel like he's like a technician. I like how he, he moves himself and positions himself and, and puts himself in good positions where if he's not going to push you off the ball, he's going to make sure you're not making the play, so I can see how, how he is, how he is, and Buddy from Iowa, I can I can see I can see it, man. I can see this it. is something about the center position is very difficult. Um, you got to take care of the ball first and then you got to have the right steps and then if you're playing with a, with a, with a nose in front of you you know it, it's, it's challenging so for him to be able to make reads snap the ball and then I will stretch for him to be able to get lateral real quick man I, I feel like he would be a problem.
1: What's the one thing you want to prove to NFL teams this week that you can do in the NFL?
3: I'm versatile. I want to show them I can move. You know, uh, being a nose guard, I kind of, um, I, I was very selfless. I was very selfless as a nose guard. I took over double teams. Uh, even in the pass rush, I always rather penetrate and, and help somebody else get a sack than me take a sack myself. You know? And um, while I'm out here, one thing I want to show is that you know, I can move, I can get edges and if they need people to be a pass rusher, I got the ability to you had to face so
0: many different kinds of blocking schemes, whether it's you know uh, sometimes downhill guys, you know zones, as you said, also zone reads, and you know do you feel like that playing that kind of versatile systems? And, and then your days at Oklahoma State will really help you prepare for everything you see at the NFL
3: level. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, one thing that I've learned from um, all teammates are in the NFL right now is that it's a, it's a copycat, it's a copycat business. You know, everybody they, they kind of do the same thing. And it's like if you've seen it once, you know, you've seen it all. So I just felt like um, me having all the experience that I do have and me being able to see all of the offenses and, and blocking schemes that I have seen, me with some, some NFL coaches and then getting some, with the analysts and the veterans, I feel like with my experience, their experience and everything they're going to teach me, I just feel like, you know, it's a lot that, I, that I've covered. And it's going to make it easy to transition, man. Any particular players you watch in the NFL? You kind of monitor the game out there? I love Fletcher Cox. I, I love his game. Uh, one thing that, that does it for me is his hand placement. It's very rare that you see his hands out of out of position. And that's one thing that I really wanna to, wanna to key on on the next level, is making sure my hand placement is, is impeccable like his. And, you know, I feel like we kinda have we kinda share some qualities we're kinda the same size and, and whatnot, but just watch them forever, man. He he's a beast.
2: Darren, I thought I read that you were a uh, honor roll athlete. Is that right? Is that right? Yes, sir. okay? Uh, the the academics was that did that come easy for you? Did you have to work on it? And and where does that emphasis come from? Is it family, or you imposed my, it on yourself? My mama don't
3: play. <laughs> my mama don't play. It, it, it's, it's been something that she's implemented, she's implemented. in us throughout the course of my whole life. You know, um, in her eyes, seeds wasn't passing, so it was it was challenging for us. Cause yeah. you know, we went to play. Well, me and my brother and my sister we all want to play multiple sports for we were very extracurricular kids you know we used to choir you know um you know, little clicks after, after after school so we had a lot of extracurricular activities and my mom was my like, grades come first and it was funny because um before prior to coming into college i told my mom i'm three and out i'm three and out <laughs> not without a degree <laughs> so um, it was a promise that i made my mom on like i am gonna make sure i get my degree first and just about the course in college Um uh, I've learned, to, I've learned to love learning, and it's always good to obtain knowledge. So uh, I kind of, her motivation, and I kind of put it in within myself that I wanted to be good at anything that I did, and academics is one of those things that I have to do, so I wanted to be good at yeah, the As far time.
2: as athletics, I'm sorry. Um, at what point did you realize, all right, college football could be a, a realistic thing, and then at what point did you realize the NFL could be a real thing? for me?
3: Uh, My father told me. At a young age, he told me at a young age. I remember um, I didn't want to play football at first. Uh, starting out, I was a soccer star. I loved soccer. Soccer was my sport. It, it didn't take until my pops took the shoulder pads and helmet off my back, put it on my brother, and I saw my brother going to work. And then I was like, Nah, I got, I got to do this. So um, I'm gonna say when it, when I really started enjoying playing football, like in Pee Wee, I talked to my pops. He was like, You got a potential to. to be better than I was, and, and to, to make it to the levels that I've made, it was like you just gotta put in the work, you gotta do it. And so I'm gonna say it wasn't until my sophomore year in high school uh, I was I was the youngest dude on the varsity team. Like, like all the all the older guys called me Big Baby. I was I was big as a sophomore, and um, there's a lot of those older guys. Uh, in 2013, when I was at uh, Red Oak High School, they, they were just telling me like, "Hey, there, you, you can be something special. You just gotta keep working, you gotta keep working." And then it wasn't until I got to Bishop Dunn where scholarships started coming in that I thought like, I knew, I was like, I got the opportunity, then I got to college. I want to say it was uh, it was going into my junior year where I actually thought, I actually, it clicked in my head that I could, I could play in the next level. I remember uh, I was talking to, to Coach Glass, and, um, he's seen a lot of guys like me before. There's like a lot of guys like me that have long, long careers in the field. And he if I keep my nose clean, I keep working hard, I can achieve anything that I want to achieve. And then, you know, once you get that hope in yourself, it's like there's, there's no turning back. And it's like there's no doubt in my mind that I can I can play this level. And not just play the level, but be a dominant factor. Darian, how do you feel about the experience of going to Nebraska? I love it. I love my experience. Uh, it was... I feel like it taught me how to be a professional. Um, with a lot of like Coach Frost, his system is really laid back. He's not really—they um, don't hold your hand through everything. When they tell you where you need to be, you gotta be there. And um, I had, I've always had that in my—I've always had that mindset to, to always be there on time and be there. You know, if you're on time, to play, So he just taught me how to be a professional about everything. Uh, the way I talk to my coaches, I feel like. Uh, being have playing in Nebraska. I've learned how to communicate to my coaches, how to coach me, and also uh, where I'm lacking and what I need help on. So i feel like they help me out a lot. Darian, have you had any uh, meetings with the Atlanta Falcons so far? Okay, you, you, you check right? <laughs> Go ahead and check it. I got to take tabs. <laughs> <laughs> Meticulous man here. <laughs> uh, I, uh, <laughs> I have. The first day I got it Do you remember anything about that conversation? Uh, you know what? Yeah, I do. I do. It wasn't like it wasn't an interview. It was more like a conversation. You know, I was. Um, I kind of I kind of enjoy those a lot more. He uh, was uh, really filling me on questions. Nice. kind of getting, kind of filling me out. Uh, you know, asking kind of some of the same questions you guys asked me.
2: Who's the best player going back to Nebraska next year that we're not talking
3: about right now, but a year from now we're all going to be talking about? Him. Wondell Robertson. All right, why is that? Have you seen him? Not uh, yet. That's why I'm asking been, about him. <laughs> if you just turn on any game, you'll uh-huh. see him. Okay. You'll see him. That man, he, got, he has speed and he has a passing for the game. He's only a true freshman. Okay. He's only a true freshman. Man, he's like, it's, it's funny because, like, you would think that how he run the ball, he's been doing this. Early of his life, like he's just getting started, he had, hadn't been in the program too long. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get faster. Coach is going to coach is going to find ways to put him in positions to, to throw offense, Defense is all balanced. So it's going, to, I feel like he's going to be a huge problem. Um, next year, you guys to hear his name a lot.
2: Was there a moment where you you kind of like like oh shit, like this guy's got it moving forward?
3: Man, yeah, it was one play. I forget what team, but I remember. Adrian got the snap, turned, handed him the ball, defensive end, came like untouched. I think he like came off the edge, came untouched. Waddell shook him before he even had the ball in his head. <laughs> and you can ask me and the twins, we were sitting there, was like, <laughs> Why? Oh. and it was just crazy because, like, the minute he did that, it was early on the season, the minute he did that, I was like, that's the one. That's the one.
0: Who, who is the toughest, not the most talented, not the guy that's going to get drafted by but the toughest guy you saw in
3: a game this year? Um, toughest guy I saw in a game this year? In regards to what? An opponent, like just like the toughest, nastiest guy inside. that You're like, man, this guy's giving me everything I can handle. Well, he's, he's, I'm, I'm not going to say it was against me, but the toughest dude that I've seen yeah, yeah. Like, on the field sure. is Carlos Davis. Okay. He don't care. Man, I've, I've seen him come to the sideline. I'm like, I'm going sort of I'm like, you good? Yeah. Let's go. I'm like, you sure you good? And I've seen him like in plays where he's been like he, he's taken two, three dudes and he like, if I ain't making the play, y'all ain't finna block nobody else and just take everybody to the ground, you feel me? So Carlos is one of those guys where like he, he get the job done. He grinding, he don't care. You don't care man if code I feel like that black shirt mentality man like Playing next to the, him and, and his brother, it really put things in perspective for me. Like how you have, how got to you got to be kind of crazy to play the position, and the boys they they do it. Some nice, tough players. Thanks, bro.
1: Darian, but, what do you feel like you'll miss the most about
3: Nebraska? Man, just how much love we get. Um, college, you know, college football, you know, got the best fans ever. I feel like college football is like that. It's, the, it's it's for the fans. I feel like uh, in Nebraska, you know, for them to. Sell out the stadium every single game, uh, wins or losses, man. And just being able to like, after a loss, you know, to walk down the street and not get mad, you know. Uh, I've walked, you know, with my head down sometimes, like, man, like, what could I have done better? And, and man's game, I'm like, pick your head up, man. You played a great game, yeah, you guys did good. We're just we're getting that much closer, and it's just so hopeful. I, I think that's what I missed the most about Nebraska. Man, those fans are just so hopeful. And they're just so they're just so supportive. And it's like you don't you don't get that in every college. You know, you don't not everybody has that, that that type of fan base.
1: One of the great things about Nebraska is the tunnel walk. What was your first tunnel walk like?
3: Uh so I was a captain so I had to get kinda of early. I left early, I didn't really get the full experience. But the first time I kind of experienced that was during spring football. It's like walking out, I got everybody around me. It's like I don't think that I had ever been in the stadium that full, you know? I mean? So I'm walking in, I see everybody yelling, and I see the seal red, and everybody's just so excited to see this play. It's just like, it, it sent chills from my head all the way down to my toes. I was just like, man. And it was funny because I remember, uh, I, I, forget, I remember who whispered in my ear. They whispered in my ear, they was like, this is a big spring game. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm out there. Um, Write a story about how Lyman gets um, sleep. <laughs> you know, like if there's anything that people don't know about, what it's like try to get a good night's sleep, at like a really big size, and like, mm-hmm. playing college football. Game. So, is there anything
1: like? So there you have it, Darian Daniels live, well on tape delay from Indianapolis, folks. That will do it for episode 81 of the Sco Show. I'll be back Monday with mock draft Monday 5.0. Some of you have already sent in your mocks. Thanks to those who have done so. Be looking for more of those over the next couple of days. Until then, friends, please keep on blessing that Patriots reign down in Foxborough.